Hi guys, it's Abu Bakr, and thanks for tuning into Thoughts at 30. Today officially marks one month since the first episode of Thoughts at 30. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who took the time out to listen, subscribe, and share. I just hit 500 downloads a week ago, and I didn't expect to hit that number anytime soon, let alone within the first four episodes. I appreciate every single one of you. Today's episode is about an experience I had of meeting an individual who I probably had many presumptions about. But once I dived into this person and picked their brain, I realized that you should never judge a book by its cover. I realized that hard work can propel you to any place you want, and I realized that immense wisdom sometimes lies literally around a corner. In the summer of 2014, I was still living in Chicago, but I went back to Pakistan for a vacation. The streets of Islamabad are filled with an extremely diverse collection of people. There are people on the street who can't afford a meal, but on the very same street you can find people from the 1%, the richest of the rich. In terms of progress as a country, Pakistan has been on a downward spiral for the most part the last three decades. A lot of people point fingers at political leaders, military dictators, and even religious scholars. But many people believe this is also because of a moral collapse in the public. This opinion is well supported, and it can be said about most of the world actually, that sadly too many people seem to have lost their sense of humanity. There are, however, people living amongst the population all over the world who represent what I believe are the proper values that define a human being. People whose stories need to be shared so we don't forget that there's still hope for society. Every social group in the world has the wicked and the brilliant. And I think in times of pessimism, like now, with the pandemic and social unrest, it is important to keep track of the latter, to remind us that we have heroes amongst us and the possibility to produce more. One such story is that of Muhammad Masroor Khan, who everybody in Islamabad knows as the mustached pawn corner guy. Let me explain. First of all, you might be wondering, what is pawn? Pawn is a subcontinental, after-dinner, digestive snack, you can say. It's prepared by wrapping chopped betel nut and slate lime along with a bunch of other candied seeds and dry fruits. And then it's wrapped inside a betel leaf. It soothes the stomach, freshens the breath, and is consumed in one or two bites. Some people have a single pawn or a couple of pawns after dinner. Other people eat pawn throughout the day. Mohammed Masroor Khan's pawn corner was a corner shop of Islamabad's most popular supermarket. The man himself had this amazing large curved mustache that made him easy to identify anywhere he was. I grew up in Islamabad, and I have no memories of it without Mr. Khan. Pan Corner opened up in 1980, 10 years before I was born. 40 years later, it is now a landmark of the city that virtually every soul living here has visited. This is because of Khan's unique pans. People from all over town travel to his shop because the pans he makes, which he all makes personally, are so unique that unlike anything the competition makes. So getting back to the story, it was the summer of 2014. 
and me and my dad went to Pond Corner. We parked the car in the lot of the market and I stayed in the car while my dad went up to the shop. When he came back though, he had an inspired look on his face. I asked him what's going on and he said, the Pond Corner guy is traveling to the United Kingdom next week for his daughter's graduation. The Pond Corner guy, I said? Are you sure? My dad said yes. Isn't that amazing? It is, I said. This guy was just the owner of a snack shop. I was so confused as to why and how he was able to get his daughter an education overseas. It just blew my mind. At that time, I had been freelancing for a few Pakistani newspapers and magazines for the last five years. So I thought maybe I could interview Mr. Khan, and if what I'm hearing was true, then I could turn it into a story and publish it. So I got out of the car and I walked over to Mr. Khan in his shop, and I asked him if he'd be interested in talking about how he educated his daughter, and that I would be interested in writing about it in a newspaper. Mr. Khan happily accepted, and he asked me to come to his home the next day so he can talk to me about all this properly. Of course, I agreed. The next day, I took a friend who was also interested in hearing the story, and both of us went over to Mr. Khan's home in the afternoon. When we got there, Mr. Khan welcomed us and led us to the living room, where him and his two brothers were setting up lunch. Me and my friend had already ate before we got there, but they insisted that we join them. Everybody ate together and sat on the floor. My friend, me, Mr. Khan, his two younger brothers, his sons, the domestic help in the house, the staff from his shop. We all sat together. And that's when Mr. Khan started speaking about himself and I turned on my recorder. Mr. Khan was born on January 1st, 1957 in Karachi. And is the eldest of a family of four brothers and two sisters. His father worked in the economic affairs division of the country and his mother was a housewife. Khan finished high school in 1976 and got a bachelor's degree in 1980. He told me that everybody in his family has at least a master's degree and that he was the only dumb one. He told me that after finishing college in 1980, he started the pawn shop with a partner in the supermarket. He said the market was nearly barren when he started, and that he was just a fourth shopkeeper there. His partner and he thought that it would be a good idea to open up a store in that supermarket for cold drinks, um, cigarettes, and pawn. A unit in the market at that time was about, uh, Mr. Khan said, about 300,000 rupees, which is roughly about $1,800. Today, the same units are sold for about 20 crores, which is about $120,000. I asked him then how he learned to make pan. After all, the reason of his success and fame was his pans. He told me he just asked someone to teach him and he learned. That's all it was. After some time, he got better at it and soon he became an expert. And then as word got around as to how good his pawns were, his shop got more and more popular. And he said after a few years in the business, he was personally asked to make pawns for events thrown by Pervez Musharraf, 
Benazir Bhutto and Nawaz Sharif, all who are former heads of states of Pakistan. The profits from Pawn Corner was Khan's sole source of income and a means he used to educate his son and four daughters. All of Khan's children now have a master's degree. His eldest daughter, Shafiq Masroor Khan, got her master's degree in 2005 and was graduating during the time of this story from the University of Sunderland for her second master's degree, which was what Khan and his wife were traveling to the UK for. Shafiq was also starting a three-year-long chartered accountancy program. I asked how he managed to make all this happen just by working at the pawn corner. Mehnat, he said. That's the Urdu word for hard work. He went on and said, My goal in life was to enable my children to stand on their own feet. And education is vital for this. Every human being should be educated. It is essential for their mental growth and for them to have a sense of self. Everyone, man or woman, should be educated and have a means to live. Then he said, I worked every day from 10 a.m. to 2 a.m., making pawns over and over again with my own two hands. During the previous prime minister's administration, I would sometimes get pawn orders for their functions, and I would prepare close to 500 pawns a day and send them out just for the events. Khan believed that the foundation for his success was based on the fact and just the fact that he worked hard. I asked him if he ever lost faith when things weren't going as planned. He shook his head and replied, There are ups and downs in every business. I've always had faith in God, and I was sure from the first day that all I needed to do was work hard and work honestly. I never doubted that I would make it, not for a second. I never imagined that I would be making ponds or working at a pond shop. I never knew anything about ponds. But that's what happened. You should dream big and have good intentions, and you'll see that everything somehow conspires to help you succeed. He insisted that all he needed in life was his family, seeing them happy and the house that he was renting. Just these three things. Mr. Khan said, I never owned a home, and I don't need to, and I don't want to. I've rented this place, and it's a roof over my head, and it has been for the past few years. I've even now been blessed with grandchildren. I have all I need. Even Mr. Khan's brothers spoke highly of him. They said that they had never heard him speak ill of anybody, and that he would treat everyone with love and equality. They recalled an incident of a gentleman who showed up at Pond Corner late one night, very drunk. They said this person started shouting derogatory remarks towards Khan. And they said, if you look at Mr. Khan, a person like him, a big guy with a sort of curved mustache, you expect that sort of person to respond a bit angrily. But that's not what happened. Mr. Khan heard all the abuse, but what he did was he made pan for the guy. He gave him a bottle of water and asked him if he needed anything else. Soon enough, the gentleman just turned around and left the store. Mr. Khan added, Revenge is pointless. It's the problem with the world. If someone does something bad to you, you don't have to reciprocate it. Try to fight hate with love 
and you'll notice the problem stops. Otherwise, it's an endless cycle. Khan's younger brother jumped in and said, Brother never expresses sorrow either. You've never seen him sad. He's always cheerful. Even when things get ugly, he'll ease up, give himself time to think, but he will never be sad or upset about it. And he'll never complain about it. I've never heard him complaining about anything. All he does is work hard and work hard, and everything falls into place. I was at Mr. Khan's home for about four hours, and I felt like a changed person once I left. This guy was just a simple person who owned a corner shop, but he didn't let his situation limit his dreams. He was never an expert in bonds, nor did he come from a family that had some kind of secret recipe for bonds. He just learned how to make them, and that became the medium for his success. I found him to be a humble, kind, honest, and incredibly genuine human being with conviction and integrity. And the things he believed in the most were love, humanity, faith, and education. He is a completely self-made man whose determination, hard work, and most importantly, superior thinking separated him from other people. He treated me, a person who he met for maybe the first time, like his own son when I went over to his home. After the interview, I started packing up all my stuff and started to say goodbye to everybody at Mr. Khan's home. It was at this moment his younger brother asked me if I'd like to know the strangest thing about Mr. Khan's story. Of course, I said. The brother smiled and looked at me and said, Brother has never tasted a single pawn in his life. I froze. What are you talking about, I said. The brother said, yeah, he's never tasted one. He has no ideas what these pawns that made him famous, that he made for all these heads of states. He has no idea what they taste like. He's never had one. Listeners, make of that what you will. To me, it was a cherry on top of an already inspiring story. Mr. Khan wasn't a pawn expert or connoisseur. He probably didn't even care about pawn. All he cared about was making sure his kids had a comfortable life with the best possible education. And he worked 16 hours a day all year round to make that happen. The byproduct of this was the most famous and delicious bonds in all of Islamabad. The lessons I learned that day have always been in my memory. Lessons of not wanting to take revenge from people, lessons of kindness, and most importantly, lessons of the value of hard work. And at 30, they resonate even stronger. I published the article based off of this interview in July 2014 in the Pakistani paper, The Express Tribune. I'll put a link for the article in the episode description. It has photos of Pan Corner, Mr. Khan himself, and even a selfie of us both. It's been more than six years since uh, this piece was published. It was the most shared article in Pakistani 
digital media for about two months. And since that day, no matter what the size of the purchase, Mr. Khan hasn't allowed me to pay for a single thing from Pond Corner. Six years and counting. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll see you next week.